Hi guys, welcome back to the Return to Eden podcast. This is a podcast to share conversations that empower people to embrace pleasure and walk in wholeness. You are free to exist how you are in this space. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question, a story to share, or you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please reach me at return.to.eden on Instagram. Before we get into the conversation today around self-love and self-care, I want to address a few things. One, um, Lauren and I are not professionals. We are not therapists, doctors. If you need um, medical advice or trained psychologist advice, this is not the conversation for you. I urge you to go seek out medical care um, or speak to a therapist. We're simply giving our own experiences and the advice that has worked for us. Secondly, I'm so sorry we were filming outside because of COVID so we could be socially distanced. And my neighbors decided that they were going to be really loud. So if you hear screaming in the background, it's just little kids playing. I promise nothing's wrong. Um, And there's a few like wind and planes. I don't think it's a huge issue, but I apologize in advance. So today I have my best friend Lauren on the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm really excited about this, obviously because you're my best friend, but also because we have a podcast called Just Say It, where we give um, kind of bad relationship advice. But entertaining. Entertaining relationship advice that you may or may not want to take. But you'll want to hear it. But you'll want to hear it. Yeah, so... If you want to check that out, it's Just Say It. You can search on Spotify, um, Anchor, whatever, like, podcast platform you use um, to hear our half-ass relationship advice. (laughs) Anyway, so today we are going to be talking about self-care and self-love. We kind of did a little bit on our last podcast. We did it as one of our, like, intro topics. Um, but we didn't dive like super deep into it. So today we're going to dive even deeper and get kind of um, real, real. Yeah. Personal, a little, um, yeah, just deeper into it. So without further ado, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, Sophie's best friend, as she <laughs> stated. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm 19. I've lived in Southern California my entire life. I've had a pretty generic upbringing as far as things go. And I would say my main life path has been rooted in science. I'm a biochemistry major. That's the path that I've been on. She's smart, guys. <laughs> That's what she's telling you. Not that smart. <laughs> we don't need to we don't need to go that far. But um I would say that my main kind of thing pretty easygoing kind of just go with the flow of things I don't really have that much to say about myself (laughs) that's fine yeah anything you want to say so I also ask people whether there are any religious non-religious faith belief labels that you yet you choose to use or do you just kind of exist how you are um (laughs) 
I would say I would go more towards like I just kind of exist how I am. Like I wasn't raised yeah. religiously or anything. Um, I wasn't even baptized in church, which is a whole nother story. <laughs> but um, if I had like word to put a label on things, I would say um, agnostic, just because like I haven't done enough personal thought just on my own behalf of like what I really believe in or like given much thought to if I would want to practice it but I wouldn't fully rule out the idea yet either so that's kind of where I am beautiful I think that's like a beautiful like starting point or not starting point because obviously you don't have to go further than that but you know just kind of living as you you know like there's no pressure to be anything or to like you know, exist in a certain space or label or box. So I love that. Anyway, so since we are talking about self-care and self-love, what does self-care and self-love mean to you? Um, Personally, I feel like self-care and self-love is a lot about just making sure that you're okay. And it's not just like a one-time thing or like a once a week type of thing. It's a constant thing. Mm -hmm. It is a routine. It is a lifestyle to have to love yourself take care of yourself make sure you're healthy and that you're doing okay so I like to think about it like there's kind of like two types of self-care one is like face masks the bath the kind of like physical things you do physical more like superficial Superficial. and that doesn't mean they're less important or anything but they're more just they're kind of a lighter thing to yeah a lighter thing to do a thing you can do real quickly before bed or whatever and then there's the stuff that is hard at first like therapy setting boundaries having tough conversations cutting toxic people out of your life that's yes yeah that's a huge one and those are also such a huge part of self-care i think the immediate gratification of taking a bath and you know having that peaceful time and carving out an environment and a space for you to really just fuel and like feed yourself um is so important and those like peaceful moments make the tough work easier but they're both just equally as important and I think you know you can't face mask your way out of trauma like that yeah (laughs) doesn't work like that I would say the deeper things definitely create a deeper impact on self-love and self-care too exactly I see a lot of like self-care posts where it's like do a face mask twice a week and you know um take a bath those are things I I can't really think of any other than that do a hair mask mask. (laughs) like even like and now I think yoga and meditation are kind of in the middle because you can do it just as a quick peaceful release but also like when you do meditate you can do like past self-meditations that are really really painful like I did one the other day and I just bawled my eyes out like it wasn't a pleasant experience it wasn't (laughs) like wow I feel so good right now yeah but like the the release of that emotion is so important and that has been like such a big um thing to me in my self-care self-love journey is that whatever's inside I need to get it out and so me being emotional or needing to scream, or needing to cry, like, that's not a bad thing. That's me releasing everything that's trapped inside. And when I keep it inside, that's so much worse than just crying it out, you know? No, I fully agree. Because, like, whenever I'm going through any, like, strong emotions, I will definitely, like, I believe you have to just cry and get it over with. Like, you have to go through the emotions in order to get over them. 
Exactly. And I think, you know, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> I, hate I, I hate that I just said that, um, but, like, some people might be more encouraged by actually just focusing on the positive or um, being like, you know what, I'm sad right now, but I'm going to get out of that mindset. And some people actually need to feel every little deep thing and almost like wallow in it to feel it fully. And so I think knowing what type of person you are, and that's where in my personal life, like the Enneagram and also just like deeply knowing myself and like analyzing myself and years and years of that has led me to realize that I am a person who needs to feel everything. Like if I'm sad, I'm not trying to be unsad. That's not something that, you know, I'm not just gonna Mm -hmm. do something happy and like get me out of it. I need to like fully go through the range of emotions in order to get it out. And allowing myself to do that has been such a part of like self-love and self-care. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because going through my emotions has been more of like a recent discovery for me I would say especially because I spent a lot of years just like suppressing my emotions you know and you end up just like feeling numb to everything (laughs) which is not good um so just letting myself feel has been way more helpful for me especially with communication with um relationships and just people in general has helped a lot more because I can feel my emotions and then I can think more on it about how I'm feeling about it at the time and then after I cry or whatever else um I get a clearer mindset about things and just keeping my emotions pushed down personally like has created issues in like past relationships because I'll say okay fine like I'll just get over it and it's not something I'm going to deal with And then just for me, it's not something I can just resolve like that. And it's something that's going to stay on my mind Mm -hmm. for a lot longer than if I were to just go through it. And they think that everything is fine, but you're harboring these emotions. And so when you bring them up again, because you're still holding on to them, they're like, well, we already talked about that. Like, why, you know, why Why haven't you let it go? Why haven't you let it go? And it's not about letting it go. It's that you shoved it down. Like there wasn't full communication in the moment and a full release of those emotions and so yeah that's that's just so important so that brings us into our next thing is you wanted to talk a little bit about self-care love languages yeah so one thing that I've been seeing a lot of recently is I'm sure we've all heard like love languages for relationships and like significant others and stuff But I've been seeing a lot of self-love languages, which is still the same topics of quality time, acts of service, receiving gifts, physical touch, and words of affirmation. But I think it's a very interesting subject to talk about what works best for yourself and healing you and making yourself feel better. Um, And I would say, like, on the topic, I still have mixed feelings about what my own personal things are. But I think... all of them would be good to do. Um, and I would just like to say, do you know what your own personal? <laughs> yeah, mine are words of affirmation and quality time. That's my top. Those are your top ones? Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are definitely good ones. Um, and then I would just say, like, if you want to give, like, a few examples yeah. of what each one would be, 
or like your own personal ones and I could give some examples of the others. So one of my favorite things to do is, you know, and I don't do this often um, because of anxiety and stuff. This is something I definitely want to do more often and, you know, when Corona dies down and stuff. But the few times that I've like taken myself out, like whether it's to watch the sunset or drive up to my favorite beach town and get a latte and just sit there by myself and read a book or whatever, like those setting aside like quality time for myself to learn about myself mm-hmm. to kind of like, it sounds so weird. Cause it's like <laughs> take yourself on a date, like, you know, and it sounds really like, I don't know, weird and fluffy, but really just like enjoying your own presence helps because you you're able to be alone Mm -hmm. and you're able to be comfortable in your own body and with your own thought so my other love language is words of affirmation so it's really important for me to like compliment myself like even looking in the mirror and being like wow you look good today like (laughs) like that is so important for me and every like negative thought I have about myself I counter it with a positive one because Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that I'm not aware of my negative thoughts and trying to like flood them with positive positivity you know I think we yeah. can get stuck in like oh I had a negative thought I have to com-, you know like that's so bad yeah it. but that's not it it's like I just recognize okay that was a thought I had I can throw that away and here's something nice about myself like you actually do look good today you know you're beautiful or you know you're doing great you're doing great, sweetie. You're doing great. <laughs> and because I'm speaking to myself in my love language, it goes so much farther than, you know, say an act of service or giving myself a gift or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my personal things, I would say one of my favorite things to do when I have a lot on my mind is to either go for a run. That helps me a lot because mm-hmm. it allows me to kind of go through my all of my emotions kind of like crying does, but in a bit of a healthier way, I would say. Um, or also, like you like you mentioned, um, just taking like myself on a date. Yeah. And I will usually just go get coffee because that's one of my favorite things and then go to the beach. And then I have a journal that I'll just write in and I'll tend to just write whatever I'm feeling. And it helps me clear my head a lot and figure out what I want to say about things, if I have anything to say. And it helps me a lot with my communication on my feelings as well, Mm -hmm. because then I can actually get a clear idea of what's going on in my head. Because when you are flooded with a lot of emotions, it can be hard to figure out what you're actually feeling and especially how important it is to you, you know? Yeah. Is this something I'm feeling just in the moment or is this something that's actually deeply important to me? Yeah. Like, is it something that like I need to have a conversation about? Like, so just taking that time to do things is really important. But I mean, just as much as the next person, like I love a good face mask. I love doing yeah, my exactly. skincare routine, um, all of that. But I just want to list a couple examples for each of the self-love languages for the listeners that they can do. Yeah. Yeah. So you can write these down or whatever um, and do them in your spare time based off of what your love language is. If you haven't taken the love language quiz, I recommend it. I think it's like you can just search five love languages quiz and it should be like the first thing that pops up. It's been really, it like helps you in your love life. It helps you in your personal life, your self-love, yes. even communicating with family and stuff. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, anyway, do you want to read those? Yeah, so for a quality time, like a couple good things you could do is to um, go watch a movie, go paint a picture. I love painting mm-hmm. in my pastime. You know, Thank it's you. a good thing to do. You can go on a hike. Acts of service is you can keep a habit tracker. You can meal prep if you want to. You can set up some goals for yourself. Um, if you were into receiving gifts, you can invest into your hobbies and mm, as an investment to yourself, you know. Um, start a DIY project if you want to do that. Just treat yourself however you want to make that one work. If you like physical touch, your skincare routine is a Ooh, really good way good. to go, yeah. right? Always a good one. Um, or you can stretch. Stretching is always a good thing. It allows you to just clear your mind. You always feel better afterwards too. I want to say something about that. When I Sometimes when I meditate or when I stretch – I, like, actually physically, like, touch myself with, like, kindness. Sounds really weird. <laughs> I apologize. But, like, even just rubbing your arms and being, like, like if someone was there, yeah. like, touching you. There's actually, like, I'm sure, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I have no idea, that um, holding your own hand or, like, touching yourself kindly, like, your body doesn't recognize that it's yourself, and so you think that, like, really? Yeah, your brain processes it like someone else. I think I read that. If I'm not, whatever. You know, it works. It, it makes enough works. sense to me. It still sure. works. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could also eat some fruits and vegetables. You know, those always make you feel good afterwards, even if you don't like the idea of it. You know. Yeah. Just being healthy and taking care of your body Nourishing is always body. really good. And for words of affirmation, this one's actually really cute. Is to keep a gratitude jar that you can just go back to when you need it, or have other people right. Yeah, oh my gosh, that'd be really cute. Yeah. That's that's maybe getting out of the self-love, but I think it's still it still applies. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely a good one. Um, write positive notes or just compliment yourself. And those are just some examples if you guys wanna get into that. I love giving specific examples of things you can do because I sometimes think like when we're approaching self-love self-care healing all that it just seems kind of daunting and that's why people stick with like oh skincare like you know and that's my self-care thing Mm -hmm. but there's all these little things that incorporate into your day even you know things that you have to do eat sleep exercise all those things are stuff that you have to do anyway but doing them with a different mindset of like no, this is me taking care of myself. Yes, doing them purposefully to Purpose, make yeah. yourself better and take care of yourself. Exactly. So good. One thing we talked about on the podcast was creating an environment for yourself. Like when you are doing a self-care practice, um, such as doing your skincare routine, taking a bath, even yoga, meditating, setting an environment, um, a physical environment that you like, but also a mental environment yes. of negative thoughts do not belong in that space. And I like to imagine a little box beside me. And whenever I have a negative thought that pops into that space, I just put it in the box. I recognize it and I put it in the box. And that box is for um, therapy. That's for meditations that are healing your past self. That's for specific moments, journaling, like things where you're actually going to go into that box, open it up and be like, I'm doing the work. You know, acknowledge it, acknowledge that. But when you're doing self-love, self-care practices that are supposed to induce a positive mindset, just put the negative thoughts in the box. And if they try to come in, that's fine. 
that's totally normal. That happens. Yes. Just direct them to the box. Just be like, acknowledge that you're having that thought and just say, okay, like that's okay that you're feeling that way, exactly. you know, but it's not necessary right now. It's not a necessary thing mm-hmm. for you to feel or to deal with at that time. That was actually a trick my therapist told me. So it's therapist approved and it does work. <laughs> she told me like, you know, when you get overwhelmed in the moment, just take it and put it in a box and be like, I'm going to work those out with in therapy with my therapist. And you don't have to work it out right now. Mm-hmm. It's not about doing. It's not about, you know, I have to get healed. I have to do whatever. It's about taking each moment and intuitively listening to your body. And when you when you need to work through that box, you can, you mm-hmm. know, but you also don't have to. All right, so our next uh, kind of, I guess it's the same topic, but segment is about self-care and self-love after toxic relationships. And this could even involve toxic friendships, um, toxic even family members, um, obviously boyfriends, girlfriends, partners, whatever. But do you just want to share a little bit about what this means to you or any personal stories you have or anything about this topic? I would say dealing with self-love and self-care after toxic relationship is definitely a hard thing. It's so hard. Especially if it's been a long-term thing and getting through that because it definitely develops a certain mindset within you. Um, Just from my own personal um, past relationships I had, um, going after that relationship, I had a lot of issues with intimacy just because of certain things that happened. And just trusting um, just physical touch in general from people. Uh, Dealing with that was definitely a hard thing to do. But a lot of it started with my own self-care and self-love and healing myself first, which was an important thing for me to do moving forward, especially for communication and actually trying to put that trust into relationships. Um, And... One thing that actually helped me when I wanted to make, like, a real change was I ended up getting this book that said – that was titled, like, Decluttering Your Past Trauma or something like that. (laughs) Really right down to it. like punching your gut. (laughs) I know. And I was like, well, you know, we're going to start. We're going to start the real healing process. Yeah. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I need to get back into it. But (laughs) – That's how most things go. (laughs) But when I was reading it, it was – really interesting actually and it started off with just acknowledging your emotions like you said um that your therapist told you about putting those like acknowledging the thoughts putting them in a box um the book talked about how thoughts are kind of like waves and like feelings are like waves they come and they go and you can acknowledge that although it might be something you're thinking right now or feeling right now it is going to pass and you will feel better and it will work itself out, you know? Um, I think that was a very (laughs) important realization for me because I tend to get stuck in the moment a lot and just acknowledging that although this might be hurting me right now or I am confused right now or whatever else it is on my mind, it is something that will come and go and it's not necessarily the main focus of things it's not focusing on the bad of it it's focusing on learning from it and just tying that back into like toxic relationships the healing process of that 
is a long one. It's yeah. a hard one. It's not just going to no. be done in a couple weeks. Especially so. if it was a long relationship or it was tumultuous. Like, giving yourself time and being like, I could, this could take years. Yeah. And also, I don't think you realize sometimes, like, yeah, you might be like, oh, that moment was painful or that, that thing they said was painful. But until you start really dismantling these ideas and start healing, do you realize which ways it really affected you and how mm-hmm. badly it actually affected you and things always come up you're like oh that habit was because I was self-protecting because mm-hmm. this thing happened in that relationship so it's things always come up yeah and I think one other thing to, like a big thing about it is you you shouldn't feel bad for setting boundaries in future exactly. relationships mm-hmm that are going to protect your feelings and protect you from maybe past traumas, you Mm -hmm. know, because they can be important, especially when you're getting into a new relationship um, with someone, whether it's a friendship or anything, that setting those boundaries can be really good while you're still working on yourself because that trauma, especially if new things emerge, which they most definitely can, as you realize in like other relationships, um, that you're going to find new things to that you're going to have to heal and mm-hmm. think about. And it's not just going to be done in a week or two of someone being nice to you, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's the biggest thing is that it can put stress on other relationships because that person might have never done anything wrong to you, you know, giving you no reason to not mm-hmm. trust them or to feel hurt by them or anything. But those past things can come up and it can lead to distrust or issues or whatever. And you just have to remember that it's not you. It's not your fault that you feel that way, you know. And setting boundaries is a good way to avoid conflict that way. Just saying these things kind of trigger me. They aren't good. Like if we could just leave that out of it or whatever it is. Um, It can be really good for communication and just helping that and moving forward with things. Um, Yeah, there's something that like – a toxic relationship or trauma does to you or it it almost like strips you of yourself and you're not operating um in your own like how do I word this your own like trueness I don't think that's a word but it's more of like a mindset of survival it's a survival mindset I'm not um rooted into who I am and my beliefs and my you know core I'm so scattered just trying to, like, pick up the pieces and, like, mend things and just, like, make myself feel better. And so, one, I want to say that, like, if you are in an unsafe, toxic situation, this is not easy. And I don't say this lightly, but the first step is getting out. Yes. And I know that gets more complicated um, when there's abuse involved or when it's a family member or such. And I'm not claiming to be a therapist or a doctor. So please go speak to someone who knows how to deal with situations like that, um, who can help you reach out to a friend, um, whatever. But that is the first step. Yes. Um, If for some reason you can't, there's not a way you can get out. I think this is especially with family members and stuff. You don't necessarily want to leave them. Um, boundaries I think is the next thing and setting up 
boundaries such as the way that people speak are allowed to speak to you when people have access to you um listening to when you need alone time when you do need to you know talk to a friend like whatever it is um i think for me one of the biggest things was not letting people disrespect me mm-hmm. because I was just kind of like, oh, no, it's fine, like, whatever, blah, blah, and I was stuck in this, like, people-pleasing. And I actually kind of through one of my friends learned that I don't have to let people walk all over me. And me saying, you're not allowed to disrespect me like that, I said that to someone, and it changed my life. (laughs) They were walking all over me, coming and going when they pleased, Mm -hmm. and I said, you are not allowed to disrespect me like that. I won't be disrespected. And in that moment, I like to come back to that moment all the time because I just like to sever it. Or, is that savor. Him? Savor. Sever? <laughs> no, not that. Savor. Yeah. Because it made me feel so whole and so like, that was self-care, right? That was taking the power back into your own Taking hands. the back, power back into my own hands. And so I think things like... um yoga, face masks, whatever, are like the balm to the pain. Yes. It's things that soothe the immediate pain. And then the things like boundaries, therapy, um, those tough conversations Mm -hmm. are the digging out of the trauma and the throwing away of it, you know? Yes. And so, and then the face mask, yoga, whatever, that comes in to replace, you know, um, what traumas kind of stole. And so... I think, do you want to talk a little bit about that kind of, like, concept of, like, losing yourself to your trauma? Because I think that's a big... Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I would say losing yourself is a big part. It's a lot of the aftermath of trauma. It's not something you realize until you're out of that situation, too, um, when you kind of go through things, and then you're on your own, typically, Mm -hmm. because it's from you you cutting a toxic person out of your life. Um, You're on your own. You kind of have to reinvent yourself. You have Mm -hmm. to figure out who you are now, um, who you are because of those things and how it's affected you and who you are now. Um, When I got out of a past relationship and I was going into a new one, I realized a lot of things that I didn't realize before about how important communication is because it wasn't something I had in yeah. that relationship. Um, also, creating standards Ooh. for myself yeah, is a very big one because you kind of learn to accept what's being done to you yeah. in those kind of things. And afterwards, you kind of have to think this, like, I deserve to be loved. I deserve to be supported and cared about and all of those things and a lot of it starts with yourself because you can't depend on someone else for your own happiness or for your own self-love you know because you're there for you and you have to you're your biggest supporter is what it really comes down to and being out of those situations is definitely hard especially because I've had a lot of family issues too you know and one of the things that like helps me with that is a lot of it is just acknowledging it more at like a face value of 
that's happening and that's okay and like that's mm-hmm. how they feel but I don't need to let it affect me yeah and that's a really good thing is I don't need to let that affect me because it's not doing anything it for has me. nothing about, yeah yeah I think learning that trauma is not like the trauma is not inside me like as much as it does physically affect your body when you start to remove it out and be like that is not me Yes. That's something that happened to me. That's something I went through, but that's not me. I am not trauma. I am not the things that people have said to me. I'm not the things that people have done to me. I'm not whatever situation or environment I've I've been in. That's not me. That's something set aside. That's something in the box that we're going to work on. And I think self-care is the tools that you use in order to heal yourself and once you've pulled it out mm-hmm. to fix to fill those I hate saying holes because I don't think that you're empty you know I yeah. think you're totally whole on your own but kind of fill what the, the blurred wounds, spots I the would wounds. say yeah, yeah like you're hurt and that's okay and that's an okay place to be but is. self-care is is the coming back to yourself it's the learning that you are safe in your own body that mm-hmm. you are allowed to take care of yourself and so that's why little things like doing your skincare actually matter because I think we talked about this before like um especially with depression and stuff you forget you forget about yourself and you get overwhelmed and you get consumed in the cloud um, of depression or the cloud of trauma and you don't know how to you can't pull yourself out and so I think self-care is the little tools that you use mm-hmm. in order to clear up the clouds almost, you know? Yeah, and I feel like especially when you're really in it, the more superficial, like, face masks and that type of thing can be really even more healing yeah. in that phase because you are taking that time. Like, it can be really hard to do those things for yourself, you know, and want to take care of yourself, Um And just taking, like, five minutes to put a face mask on can be really helpful for just making sure you're okay. Just, like, kind of taking, like, a mental breather as well because it just reminds you, like, you're you're okay. Like, you're still still here. You're still taking care of yourself. Um, That kind of goes into our next point, how to speak kindly to yourself even when others aren't speaking kindly to you. Do you have any tips or tools that you use? Um... I feel like the main theme of this has been acknowledging things, yeah, but not letting them sit. Yeah. And it can be really hard to do, especially when it comes from someone that you love and really care about, you know, because their opinion and the things that they say to you can hold a lot more weight than just a stranger, you know? Um, especially if it's coming from like your parents or like a sibling or even like a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, you know? If like, it's someone you love and care about their opinion, it hits different. It really does. It really cuts deep. Um, and I think a lot of things end up being said because of emotions, mm-hmm. not because they're facts. And emotions are not facts. You're right. And that's very important to remember. Feelings are not facts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things end up being said because someone's upset or hurt. And I think thinking about things from someone else's point of view can also really help um, because you can kind of take a moment to say, well, you know, they've had that experience. So that's probably why yeah. this is occurring. It's not about me personally, you know. 
Um, or even if it is about something that you did or are doing or not doing, whatever it is, um, you just have to take a moment and say that is how they feel about yeah. this. Um, it doesn't have to be how I feel about it. If it is how I feel about it, how can I fix it? And I feel yeah. like an important thing is focusing on fixing things and focusing on making things better, whether it's for you personally, whether it's to make a situation better. Um, just making sure that it's a healing process rather than going down the hole of just talking down to yourself, you know, and keeping that trend of whatever they said to you going, um, which can definitely be hard to do, especially when someone else is, like, saying those things to you. But making sure that you are there for yourself is, like, the number one thing. But what do you personal things yeah I think like I already mentioned this but their words um and their beliefs even if they're right wrong even if they just said it in a moment of anger or frustration um that is removed from both of you actually yeah their words um is a separate entity from them even their feelings are kind of separate from them and your emotions your whatever is is separate from you and that doesn't mean that you don't acknowledge them that doesn't mean that they shouldn't acknowledge them but I think the first step is being like this is a thing we have to deal with um this isn't something that is a part of me Mm -hmm. this isn't something like deep inside me if they say something mean about me this isn't one it's not truth Two, it's not inside me. Those words don't live inside me. And I think that's important because you do store trauma in your body. Your body does listen. And so when your mind makes that switch of like, no, you're not in my body. You're outside of my body. Mm -hmm. This is a a statement or a question, like whatever they said, this is something outside of both of us that we need to tackle. Um, I think that's the first step. Two, evaluating whether it's true or not. And this is hard because there are things that people say, even in anger and frustration, that are true. Mm -hmm. And there are times where you are being selfish. There are times where you did say something mean. Um, There are times where you do need to evaluate that statement and be like, how can I be more loving to myself and to them? Um, But... It's still outside of you both. It's still something that you need to evaluate outside of your relationship or, like, your beings, you know? Um, And alternatively, once you've looked at it, decided whether it's true or not, if it's true, how can I be more loving to myself and to them? If it's false, what is the truth? And replacing that in your body with truth. Um, And you can't releasing their because you just you just walk through the process right of getting out of your body of saying whether it's true or not and making you know replacing it with truth if it's not they need to do that and you are not responsible to get them to see the truth you're not responsible for them getting that out of their body and so 
releasing that for them to do, you did your part. It's not on you anymore. It's not on you anymore. And then if you're in the very heat of the moment, that's where you go. Do your self-care. Go do go do a meditation. Go do something that makes you feel good. Take a good deep breath. Take a good deep breath. <laughs> yeah. That's the, I forget to breathe all the yeah. time. I feel like especially when you're in like the heat of an argument too, like before you say that thing that you're going to regret, you know, or if you don't even know what to say, take a deep breath. It's okay to take a moment um, and just think about things before you say them, you know, think about how you're actually feeling about them before those words come out, come out of your mouth, especially if it's something that you're about to say in confusion, you know, that you're not really sure how you feel about something yet. And good communication with people is a very big, important part of that, you know, like if you're not talking to someone who's willing to listen, then a conversation isn't going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And maybe at that point, it's best to just take some space, you know, and then come back to it. It doesn't have to be immediate. You are not each other's emotional punching bags. Yeah. You are there to, and this is in any relationship, a friendship, whatever, to cultivate each other's emotions and to love each other's emotions and to be a safe place for each other's emotions, but not to take it out on each other. Not yes. to just spew whatever you're feeling on this person and expect them to take it. And if you need to spew, do that in a safe place where you can, with a friend who's outside of the situation, with in a journal, even just screaming. In a therapy office. In a if therapy you office, whatever it is, if you do need to spew, because sometimes you do. Yeah. Sometimes you need to rant. Do, it, do so outside of the situation so you can get all of it out and come back and be like, Okay, I got all the emotions out. I got all the energy out. These are the things that still remain. Here are my points. Here are my feelings that still remain. Because I got yes. all the junk out, right? Yeah. I got all the junk out. And there's a plane. <laughs> okay, so since the plane has hopefully gone by, um, we're going to wrap it up. Is there any final things you want to say um, about self-care, self-love, or about any topic? I would just say the main point is to just don't think of self-care as just a fancy add-on to your daily routine. Mm -hmm. It really is a lifestyle. It really is a mindset that you have to have. And it's just about taking care of yourself, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, and just making sure that you are taking that time, especially when you are emotionally worn down or whatever it is to just take care of yourself take care of your body um eat if you need to drink water always remember to drink water yeah. you know um and just remember that your feelings and your emotions are not your fault they're not something you can control and that it's all okay it's it all really okay. is whatever you're feeling it's okay and that you're gonna move past it and it's all gonna be okay just remember to be positive while you're doing it beautiful thank you for coming on thank you for having me of course so yeah i'm gonna end it here <laughs>Thank you for listening to the return to eden podcast once again we'd love to hear from you if you have a question a story to share or you'd like to be a guest on the podcast please reach us at return.to.eden on instagram